The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network, The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Oh, hey, how are you? It is uh, Tuesday, our Tuesday show. Bob here, live, not pre-recorded. We're doing this. This is brand new. I'm here with this week's Bubble Genius Showcase item of the week. We all need to blow off steam in the age of Trump, don't we? So does your cat, your favorite kitty cat. Bubble Genius has you covered with their political catnip toy in the shape and likeness of Trump's pumpkin-sized head. Let your cat disembowel the clown dictator while he or she gets all hepped up on the catnip inside. Only 10 bucks at Bubble Genius right now. Use our promo code BOBC for 15% off your entire order only from BubbleGenius.com. Okay, on today's show, Buzz Burbank from Buzz Burbank News and Comment joins us today. We have breaking news on the North Korea summit. I think they printed those coins way too early. Trump continues to uh, not use not one, but two, two unsecured iPhones. We've been talking about this since the transition. I want to dig into that, too. And rest assured, Donald Trump Jr. is totally, totally fucked. Put it this way, I hope he can get his Dapper Dan palmade in federal prison. All that coming up, and now let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. I can get the par from Bristol. It'll take two weeks. Here's your pomade. Two weeks? That don't do me no good. Here's Ford Auto Man's Bristol. Hold on now. I don't want this pomade. I want Dapper Dan. I don't care, Dapper Dan. I care Fop. Well, I don't want Fop, goddammit. I'm a Dapper Dan man. Watch your language, young fella. This is a public market. Now, if you want Dapper Dan, I can order it for you. Have it in a couple of weeks. Well, ain't this place a geographical oddity? Two weeks from everywhere. Forget it. It's a dozen hairnets. Bob Seska! Bob! 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 We're like the stupid people. From our nation's capital. God damn it! It is Tuesday, May 22, 2018, and this is the Bob Seska Show presented by BubbleGenius.com. I am Bob. Hello, how are you? Hello, Bob. We are brought to you today by BubbleGenius.com. It is the best soap in the world. Also brought to you by the Bowen Law Group and attorney Charles J. Bowen. Check out Bowen, the cover of South Magazine's Power Issue. It's on stands now. He's listed as one of the South's greatest lawyers. I am not making that up. That is a real thing. Go and check it out at TheBowenLawGroup.com or just click Bo Bowen's picture on the podcast page at BobSeska.com. It is Trump Crisis Day 488, 167 days until the 2018 midterms, and uh, oh, let's bring him in. Here's TV's uh, Buzz Burbank. Hi, Buzz. Hi, Bob, and don't forget to tell the folks about the uh, commemorative coin that we're putting out. <laughs> it features it features uh, <laughs> President Bob Seska on the left half, and on the right half, Supreme Leader Buzz Burbank. <laughs> so, you want to be sure that. and get that coin for your collection. <laughs> yes, and as always... 
Be best. Be best. Uh, Save them, collect them, <laughs> trade them with your friends. <laughs> Joining us today, who knew it? Supreme Leader Buzz Burbank from <laughs> Hi, Buzz Bob. Burbank News and Comment. Okay. Hi, good to talk with you again. Uh, so the madness continues. Uh, I guess we have breaking news this morning, Buzz. Uh, right oh, before yeah. the show, Trump is saying Naturally. that Trump is saying that the Singapore right. summit with North Korea's Kim Jong Un may not work out for June twelfth. Suggests well. A potential delay, so I know. The, I know, the so surprise sorry. is that he would admit that. <laughs> That's the surprise. I mean, no, we didn't really think it was going to happen. We talked about that from the very beginning, Yeah, that this might not actually happen. Uh, the surprise is that he would come out and say that it might not actually happen. I guess he's trying to get ahead of it. Uh, you know, uh, I think a Washington Post reporter, I hope I'm not miscrediting here, it may have been the New York Times, uh, reread the book The Art of the Deal and uh, <laughs> found in it that the essence of Trump's strategy is to uh, make a big splash initially, yeah, uh, to talk big, and then uh, to, uh, for practical reasons, accept whatever the outcome is and declare it a victory. No doubt we, about we, that. And, yeah, and and that is uh, what uh, this reporter extracted from Trump's book, The Art of the Deal. Yeah. on on his strategy, and it, we've seen that play out in his presidency. Uh, we shouldn't be surprised about that either. But uh, you know, it, for him, it's all about making it look like a victory for him, no matter what the outcome may be. Yeah, and I was concerned about that. We talked about this last week with regard to the North Korea summit. My concern is that, uh, especially in the face of criticizing the Iran deal and TPP and the Paris Accords and uh, NAFTA and all the rest of it, say, "Oh, these are just these are terrible, terrible deals." He keeps saying. But compared to whatever deals he's doing, which can be literally anything that he makes up off the top of his head. It's like the parameters of the North Korea deal that he is trying to work out, even the parameters of the China deal that he's trying to work out. China! He's just bullshitting his way through this. We know oh, that yeah. for sure. And it doesn't matter. The details to Donald Trump do not matter. We've already been no. hearing that he's much more focused on the pomp and circumstance, the pageantry of right. a North Korea summit than he is on actually focusing on, well, what kind of things can we actually productively... Uh, on we- the substance. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Ex- exactly. And uh, more focused on the optics of, of of all of this than of the topics that are to be discussed, to, to change the letters around a bit. Yeah. Uh, and we saw this a little bit with uh, Mexico and his talks with uh, the Mexican president <laughs> in which he yeah. said... You know, uh, look, we got to at least make this. Basically, it was the line from Blazing Saddles. Gentlemen, we have to protect our phony baloney jobs here. (laughs) Uh, uh, In in which Trump tells the the Mexican president, look, I made this campaign promise. I have to make it at least look like uh, I'm delivering on that promise. So play along, okay? Well, you know, this could also be, uh, I'm just throwing this out here because it's very likely that what we're seeing here on the surface is actually what's going on. Because we know this thing is is doomed from the start. Because everything that Donald Trump does makes things worse for Donald Trump. He is not going to succeed on any of this crap unless he, of course, frames it himself as being a big success, which is, of course, protecting his phony baloney job and his, his phony baloney meeting, his phony baloney summit. Uh, but this might be a case, Buzz, where he's playing the hype game. Will it happen? Will it Will it not happen? Oh, we always, don't know. Always. Keep us guessing. Yeah. We don't know what the next episode is going to be. Stand by. It could be big or it may not even happen. 
So right, it's a, right. it's like a will he or won't he kind of hype machine that he could be building. Always, always the showman, always yep. the carnival huckster that we knew him to be. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I again harking back it was, it, it, this the bitterness stays with me. Yeah. Uh, on how the media was accused of giving so much publicity to Trump mm. and uh, giving him so much legitimacy and. And the mainstream media did, in fact, in some ways do that in terms of in its attempt to try to be fair. Yeah. Uh, but th- there comes a point where that's silly when the emperor has no clothes. Right. Uh, and, and uh, you know, it's it's to me, this is that all over again. Yeah. They keep doing it, too. I mean, there have been a couple of occasions over the past week alone in which they've given Rudy Giuliani, of all people, mm-hmm. Rudy right. Giuliani, who is batshit crazy. They've been giving him the benefit of the doubt left and right because... You know, right. as soon as uh, he, as soon as he right. says something, as soon as he makes something up in his drunken blackout state, that if, they suddenly report as fact, and they've done it twice now. If you're really a journalist, if you're a journalist with balls, you'll call, uh, you'll call a, a, a jester a jester. You'll yeah. call a clown a clown. Right. Uh, it is your job to report the facts, and if the facts are that somebody's wacky, uh, <laughs> then that's what you need to report. <laughs> Well, you know what? The other thing is, is that we can totally rest assured knowing that uh, whether it's China or whether it's North Korea or Russia or Iran or Saudi Arabia or the UAE or any of these other countries that we have this uh, frenemy relationship with, we know that their intelligence services are most likely listening in to Donald Trump's iPhone phone calls on a regular (laughs) basis, recording them, studying them, analyzing them, coming up with a strategy based upon these phone calls that they are absolutely recording because Donald Trump continues to use a personal iPhone, but not one, two, two iPhones. He's using two iPhones because why use one when you can use two? two? I don't know of anybody other than you who talks about this, and yet you're right. It's very, very important. It yeah. should be discussed, and I don't hear it anywhere else. No, it's not being discussed uh, really uh, that thoroughly. I mean, we've seen this. In fact, on this show, we've been talking about that very thing going back even before the election, certainly during the transition. I kept asking, is he going to continue to use his personal Phone And for the wa- longest time, I thought it was an Android phone. I, I wasn't entirely mm-hmm. sure what kind of phone he was actually using for right. his personal benefit. Maybe, maybe it was at one point an Android phone. We know now that he's using two iPhones, one for making calls and one for Twitter and news. The one that you should be concerned about, obviously, is the one used for making calls. And, right. and Buzz, I take us back to uh, the summer of 2013 and the Edward Snowden revelations from the NSA and all of the discussions that were being had at the time with regard to eavesdropping, tapping into phones, how incredibly easy it is to do. And I'm not talking about necessarily the NSA, and certainly the NSA is listening to Donald Trump's phone calls. Let's make no mistake about that either. But they're listening to those phone calls with the purpose of defending the United States against the people who are listening to Trump's phone calls for malicious reasons. And that could be just about anybody. Certainly our allies are listening in. Certainly all of our enemies are listening in. If they have a robust uh, foreign intelligence uh, surveillance system set up, I can't imagine this kind of news in the wake of 9-11. And, of course, we have another story uh, coming up here on the show today about uh, the DHS Secretary Nielsen and her ignorance. It's just the overall ignorance of this because 
Right. This is something I tweeted earlier today. Here's your periodic reminder that the United States is under attack, under a cyber attack by la, Russia. La, 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 <laughs> I know. La, la. You know, I, I mean, most of us, I don't know if people don't believe that yeah. truth or if they don't understand that truth or if it doesn't mean anything to them. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I don't, you, we do have to go about our lives about living our lives. Yeah. I wouldn't, I, you know, I don't, I, I do that myself and I wouldn't begrudge anyone else for doing it. Yeah. But at the same time, so many people are in that sort of la, la, la land where they're not really, it, it seems like that, that point hasn't been clearly made to them that the U S is was and still is under attack. Yeah, and I think while well, most of them, we got 40% of American voters who don't even believe that it's actually real, despite the fact that countless Republicans and Republican committees and the chairman of those committees have verified that we are. Even Devin Nunes, even the House Intelligence Committee said, yeah, Russia did attack our election. They well, did- then you, you're going you're gonna to make me cut right to it because this is my big... This, <laughs> okay, this, let's I'm do sorry, it. I'm sorry to skip ahead, but this let's is my big in. thing for the, for the day. Yeah. The home Homeland Security Secretary yep. Kirsten Nielsen yep. said she was asked by a reporter, do you agree with the U.S. Intelligence Committee conclusion that Vladimir Putin ordered and executed an attack on the U.S. election process? And uh, Kirsten Nielsen, our homeland, remember, Homeland Security, 9-11, Homeland yep. Security, remember that? Yeah, well, uh, the the person now in charge of Homeland Security says she is unaware that the U.S. intelligence community came to this conclusion. Now, there are two really big problems with that. One is uh, she should be aware of what the U.S. intelligence committee knows since she is the head of Homeland Security. Yep. So that's that's frightening. But let's just stop at that first word, unaware. Unaware. Do you ever... Do you ever want to know that your Homeland Security Secretary is unaware of anything? anything. If if you are the <laughs> Homeland Security Secretary, mm. do you at any time ever use the word unaware? No. So no. <laughs> yeah, I, no. I could do I could do the job if I know that much. Uh and and uh, clearly uh, I mean it is just unbelievable. It goes to that that level of incompetence. I'm I'm sorry to be all over your because I know you have a, an outline for this, but, but oh no, this, there's there's no this, outline. There, this was you this can't was really this. I came to the table hot about this today. Yeah, I, I wanted to joke about the commemorative coin, but I was ready to go on this Kirsten yeah, Nielsen thing. Yeah. Unaware that just let's just stop there. Unaware. Unaware. Oh my God, she you is know, unaware. Yeah, and this this is what we have now, and. So if if Americans may be unaware that the nation is under attack yeah. or it just hasn't sunk in or the importance of it just hasn't sunk in, but to know that our Homeland Security Secretary is unaware of anything, much less the conclusion of the U.S. intelligence community, folks, we have really really big problems yeah this is a huge concern and of course if there were two gigantic buildings that were on fire and there were those buildings collapsing and if there were people jumping out the windows of course you would be aware of shit like that and my concern is that the nature of a cyber attack does not show dead bodies or burning rubble or presidents with bullhorns you know it's just right, the, true, true. All, none of that happens so you have a cyber attack ongoing with russia knowing 
that by and large, the American people will just be napping throughout the whole thing. They'll just, they'll look the other way. They'll, they'll uh, pay attention to something else. They'll pay attention to reality shows and Twitter wars and cat videos and pictures of their food on Facebook. And not to be all over the road, but in Texas, where they do have dead bodies, yeah, uh, there's the reaction is the same there, and that oh, is God. no rea- no reaction at all. Nope. Now I, I consider Texas somewhat isolated in this respect, mm-hmm. uh, but but it, it's just another example of <sighs> choosing to ignore the real problem. And and at this point now, with the Russia attack. Put aside collusion, because Donald Trump is is de- now denying that he right. c- colluded with Russia by saying no collusion. He inten- and I'm wondering if that was intentionally misspelled. We've got another story about that coming up on the show. Now, but, it rhymes uh, with Russian. It's going to make songwriting easier. Yeah. Put aside the obstruction of justice. Put aside the money laundering. Put aside all these new connections with uh, uh, offers to interfere in the election from the UAE and Saudi Arabia and Qatar and all the rest. Put all that aside. What we know, what we know for certain from every single one of our intelligence agencies, 17 of them, uh, all speaking through the director of national intelligence, said we were attacked and they and we were attacked in order to support Donald Trump's campaign. Not only did those intelligence agencies say that, but mm-hmm. the Republican-led Senate Intelligence yes. Committee yes. Yes. said the exact same thing a few days ago. Like, like right. I don't know, right. like Thursday or Friday. They said, yes, we confirm what the intelligence community has decided, what they have ruled with regard to this attack, that, it, that the Russians attacked us in order to help Donald Trump. And this committee is run by Senator Richard Burr of North Carolina, a Republican. The committee is a majority Republican committee, like all of the congressional committees right now. And they have confirmed this. Mm-hmm. This is not mm-hmm. this is not some sort of great mystery here. We're not still debating whether or not Russia attacked us to help Trump. This is confirmed well, by Republican officials, by the entire intelligence community. And I don't know how you go around as the Secretary of Homeland Security go, I don't know. I mean, she's obviously got the same brain damage that Donald Trump Jr. has. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And it's just, in, it is infuriating. Yeah. Well, and those Republicans on the committee are not alone. Other Republicans yeah. agree. But in the case of our Homeland Security Secretary, I will uh, paraphrase her by quoting a former radio station program director who said, if I have not heard of it, it does not exist. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, man. I, uh, I I think I may know that uh, program. <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, so this is, uh, again, if this was a 9-11 type situation, if this was a terrorist attack type situation, if this was some sort of a provocation on the open seas, you know, any sort of pretext for an actual war uh-huh. uh, that involved uh, militaries and dead bodies and burning rubble yeah. and all, as I said before, th- we would have a completely different perspective on all of this. But I just, again, I can't, I can't help but to go back to the days after 9-11 and imagine this degree of criminality and incompetence and inaction. I mean, more than anything else, I listed it third. It should be listed number one. The level of inaction in the face of this attack, and here we are in a midterm election, when anything can happen. I mean, we're just still in the early phases. We haven't really even seen 
the real upswing in online dirty tricks and, and propaganda. And well, hopefully Facebook is doing something to prevent that. But the, the hacking, and we're going to start to see uh, leaked uh, emails ha- uh, released to the public again, some way, somehow. But yeah, this- something will happen. Hackers probably. I think I know yeah. have Facebook, social media has taken a few steps. Cambridge Analytica is more or less out of business. Uh, so, you know, I think it, we're a little bit safer. I think there will still be efforts, and they might even be a bit more sophisticated this mm-hmm. time, which is why we have to uh, continue to be vigilant on that. Yeah, and we can uh, pretty much count on the fact that once you go up to, to try to actually vote at your polling place, that uh, that maybe your uh, voter registration will suddenly disappear. Like, oh, we don't show you, Mr. Burbank, we don't show you actually registered to vote here in Florida. Okay, so in addition to all of this, We've got Donald Trump uh, moving us one step closer to a constitutional crisis. And as I've been saying since the beginning, uh, Buzz, is that the closer and closer Trump gets to real legal peril, real legal jeopardy, the more erratic he's going to become. And we've right. seen this now. Now that we have these dual stories of this, uh, uh, of Don Jr. meeting with uh, Qatari officials and meeting with UAE yeah. officials, meeting oh. with Saudis, and this entire deal in which uh, we have additional nations joining in the effort to hijack the election in the name of Donald Trump. Well, I was, was going to say, uh, Americans elected Donald Trump, uh, those who voted for him, because they wanted someone in there uh, from outside of government. Yeah. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is what you get when you do that. The the Chinese were playing Don Jr. Uh, as a chump yeah. uh, in, in their talks with him. The, the, the Saudis and the United Arab Emirates were all over the Trump campaign. Uh, trying to help it in exchange for influence in the uh, American government. Uh, the Russians were doing the same. Uh, these countries from all over the world, and you know who knows what else we'll find out, yep. but these countries from all over the world are taking advantage of the chumps that the American people elected <laughs> no here. Doubt. And, and, and that's the incompetence. And the inaction that you referred to yep. earlier is by design, mm. because to act is to admit that he didn't win the election on his own. Yep, yep. And that's exactly the case. I mean, that's the information that we have that has been confirmed now Right. And and literally, you can hear, you can open up your window and hear the crickets chirping outside. It just, it simply doesn't matter to people. And I don't understand why. I guess it's the propaganda effort. But now we know, in addition to everything else, that Donald Trump Jr. was meeting with these uh, these Middle Eastern uh, officials, uh, including a social media specialist named Joel Zamel, who uh, extolled his company's ability to give an edge to a political campaign. Uh, We also know that George Nader, who is the emissary between the Trumps and between these foreign officials, is also cooperating with the Mueller team. So this is just, yeah, one of these. (laughs) Fucked. Don Jr. is so fucked. He is so, so incredibly fucked. Well, he, and- he did it to himself. You know the old saying. You know, well, he did. <laughs> and this happened a matter of months, just a matter. It was August 3rd, 2016, that that meeting occurred. Then we have, I mean, we even forget the dozens of meetings that we don't have additional information on, but which actually took place between Z- Jeff right. Sessions and Kislyak yeah. and between Jared Kushner and countless 
countless, countless Russians. I mean, we haven't really focused on Jared Kushner since he lost his security clearance in the White House, but <laughs> but it's important to keep his name in mind because if Kushner and if Junior both get away without being indicted on in all of this, there will oh, be now. a serious miscarriage of justice. And of course. Buzz, that's, that's exactly why. Because of these Don Jr. stories with right. the UAE and Saudi Arabia and Qatar, it's because of these stories that Donald Trump, the president, is actually going to war against the DOJ and pushing us closer and closer, not to the actual justice in this case. He's pushing us closer and closer to a constitutional crisis. And I would actually suggest that we're in the early stages of a real-life constitutional crisis. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And the president does not call the deputy attorney general and the director of the FBI into his office for any reason, much less to pressure them uh, to limit uh, their investigation, to uh, disparage the investigators, Mm -hmm. uh, to to be used as his personal political tool, as if he were a dictator or a king. Right. Uh, And and, uh, so, yeah, this is very dangerous. I want to say about Don Jr., though, before we get away from him Mm -hmm. uh, and 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 Jared, of course, who will 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 be in the cell next to him. (laughs) Um, I hope. Uh, you know, it, I have a lot of fun with the Saturday Night Live's portrayal of Don Jr. and Eric oh, Trump yeah. on the show, uh, but it belies the truth. It doesn't matter because it's right. just fun. Mm. But in truth, and and I've heard this uh, from uh, news media sources, that uh, really Eric's the smart one and Don Jr.'s the stupid one. <laughs> yeah, uh, you, you, you can see that in how he's getting caught of how – how eager he was, in, in spite of the help he was getting from from the Arabs. Uh, how eager he was to get help from the Russians and 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 the paper trail he left, and how easy it is to catch him on all of these things. We don't hear anything about Eric. I know Eric. Eric is the smart one. I yeah. think. Yeah. Uh, and and so I have fun just kind of knowing that. Uh, but uh, it, it it is it is of course a very serious topic. This is uh, the certainly the precipice, if not. The uh, in in internal part of of a constitutional crisis, we're we're either on the edge of it or we're into it. Yeah. Uh, when when the president starts uh, monkeying with the Justice Department in this way, uh, supposed to be independent, supposed to be nonpartisan, uh, Trump has threatened to do worse. I believe he told uh, Fox News, I uh, no, the New York Times, yeah. uh, some months back. That he can do anything he wants with the Justice Department, anything oh, yeah. at all. Yeah, and that's just not true. No, uh, but not. they're letting him. They're letting him get away with a certain amount, and uh, you know, there's a big question, of course, as to why are they are they acquiescing to him? Are they are they are they caving under pressure from Trump, or are they making Trump think they're caving under him? Uh, so that they can keep the investigation alive and fight another day. Yeah, I, I think they're doing this strategically, and, and here's yeah, exactly I so. why. Yeah. Uh, I think they're doing it strategically because perhaps they're seeing the writing on the wall about a uh, a, a shift in power in the United States mm-hmm. Congress from the Republicans to the Democrats, <laughs> and when there right. are hearings about all of this crap, I don't think these a lot of these uh, career government workers inside the DOJ, I don't think they necessarily want to be caught up in all of that intrigue. So what they're doing is the minimum amount they can do within right. the boundaries, within the strictures of Department of Justice policy and regulations right. and rules right. 
right. and of course the law itself. So, we don't know how we don't know if they're going to show everything. Yeah, we don't know how much they're going to show. We don't know which lawmakers will be invited to this. The White House is organizing this little get together. Mm-hmm. Isn't that isn't that tidy? Yeah, uh, of uh, getting together the Justice Department and the FBI. And, uh, and and certain lawmakers. We don't know which lawmakers will be invited and which will be allowed to see it. No doubt Devin Nunes will be there, but it will be interesting to see if he's one of them. Uh, in previous uh, classified briefings, uh, Nunes hasn't taken notes. In, in one case, never even opened the notebook he was provided <laughs> to read Jesus it. Uh, but left uh, left it for other lawmakers. Uh. Usually, he usually sticks Trey Gowdy with it or one of the staffers, <laughs> yeah. and uh, they read it and report back to him on on what they found, and then he talks about what he found, even though he didn't find it. So I don't know how much attention he'll be paying, uh, but uh, we don't know how much they're going to learn. And I know that they will be reminded that they're seeing highly classified material and that they are to treat it as such of course uh this is taking place in the white house uh what's it lordy i hope there are tapes (laughs) i know uh uh, because i the the white house is is no doubt listening in or if not taking part in in this meeting in this gathering to to take a look at the investigative materials that started the russia investigation and uh, the materials regarding uh, the now no longer secret uh, source that uh, rubbed elbows with the Trump campaign. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the other thing, uh, Buzz, is that uh, Stephen, Stephen A. Helper is the guy's uh-huh. name. That's the source. That's the guy. I mean, that information is already public, but yet they, right. they're using the fact that he was a source to try to uncover who the source was. I, I'm, I'm failing to understand the actual logic behind this. I mean, we know the intention. We know why they're doing all of this. But to actually say, yeah, we want to get to the bottom of who the real source is. We want to get, we want to find the spy. Well, you know what, you fuckers? We know who the spy is. Stephen yeah, you've Helper. Outed him already. Yeah, yeah. It's, he's already been outed. He's already out there. We know what his name is. We know what he does. We know what he's done with the campaign. And, mm-hmm. we, and we know that he was an informant passing along to the FBI information that he heard, probably because he was compromised in some way or for some other justification but i the thing that i keep going back to buzz since the very beginning of this administration is the damage that it's creating and of course this entire back and forth with uh with justice Justice. and with uh, rod rosenstein and donald trump and trying to get this information now john kelly is involved and there's going to be this meeting where there's this all this crap is damage this is all i mean what we're seeing is the face of the executive branch and, and and also including parts of the legislature branch specifically Devin Nunes what we're seeing is a trend here what we're seeing is a new precedent for how these things are handled at the government level and I assure you when the next Democratic president or some future Democratic president let's say for example some future Bill Clinton type character who's a decent politician who's doing moderate to, to center left kind of things like Bill Clinton was but he's mired in some form and, and uh, of scandal and say that Democratic let's, president let's say a blowjob yeah, exactly let's say a yeah. blowjob let's throw a blowjob into it because why not why don't we throw a blowjob into it uh we're gonna say that what the republicans are gonna do is when that president when that hypothetical president starts using some of this precedent that donald trump has established the republicans are going to shit themselves when they see a democrat doing the same things that Trump established with this meddling with the DOJ, they are going to freak out. And all we're going to have to say is, 
your guy started it, but they, that won't matter well, to them. That won't matter it, to it's, them. It's, 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 there's one way we can keep this from becoming a precedent, and that is to pass a law. And, yeah. and so if, uh, if we as citizens don't forget this, and we should not because it is so important, and if lawmakers uh, take note of this, and if Democrats take control of Congress, mm. uh, we, can, we can change this so that it never happens again. You're absolutely right. Uh, Rachel examined this question very well last night, and yep. that is, uh, you know, we've. Uh, it may be that uh, this was a go along to get along deal. Yep. That that uh, the the Justice Department, Rod Rosenstein, are cooperating to an extent, uh, partly to placate Trump to satisfy him. By the way, a reports out of the White House that Trump is satisfied with what Rosenstein has offered up here. Interesting. Rosenstein did head off a more direct and more dramatic uh, constitutional crisis by acquiescing a little bit. I like to think that he set a bad precedent for a very good reason. Yeah. We we can change that precedent. We don't just because just because just because Donnie didn't doesn't mean the next guy has to. Yeah. Uh, uh, and 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 but on that principle alone, I mean, I, a guy could get elected. I I would hope on the principle that he would not f with the Justice Department. Yeah. Uh, that, you know that that would be that, that's certainly a very important thing. Uh, and and lawmakers can certainly make that change. I think Rosenstein was in a tough spot mm-hmm. that he had to make a difficult choice. And uh, he made the choice that was, see if this sounds familiar, the lesser of two evils. Yeah. Now, on one hand, there could be a favorable result for those of us who care about justice and the rule of law. This uh, inspector general's investigation into whether there was any political bias in the decision to wiretap Carter Page, et cetera, et cetera. That could actually turn out to find nothing, and then Donald Trump could look like an idiot, just like with the right. three million, uh, three right. million illegal voters in California. That whole thing. And Rosenstein may know that he may already know. In yeah. fact, I've heard, like on this uh, whole source thing and the, the start of the Russia investigation, that the, the Justice Department has already looked at that and found nothing. <laughs> so now they're going to pretend to look through, look at it again, uh, or they're having the inspector general do it, but knowing that there is nothing there, that yes. there is no there there, they're not worried about letting the inspector general have that investigation. I, I, I still am concerned about showing uh, ultimately the Republican lawmakers and ultimately the white house, uh, these highly classified, uh, documents about an investigation that's in progress. This is the suspect getting to look at the cops' notes, and it does not work that way. Yeah, yeah. Well, there is a big but in all of this buzz, a huge but, and I want to talk about that but is, in just is a its second. Name, is its name Don? <laughs> That's right, a gigantic diapered ass. Uh, but no, in this case, uh, the big but is, uh, is well, well, we'll get to that in just yeah, a second. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to yeah. that in just a second. It has to do with the, the partisanship and, and the findings and all of that. So I want to talk about that in just a second. But first, right. got to talk about your summer bods, folks, your summer bodies. Are you ready? Are you ready yet? Beachbody On Demand is here to help you if you aren't ready for the beach yet. Beachbody On Demand is the online fitness streaming service that gives you unlimited access to a wide variety of highly effective world-class workouts personalized for you. Beachbody On Demand also offers extensive nutrition guidance based on proven results, and it's so convenient. Trust me, you'll never have to go to a gym or schedule a class. Beachbody On Demand is accessible on any internet-connected computer, phone, tablet, or TV, 
so you can even use it when you travel. And if you're short on time, Beachbody On Demand workouts can be as quick as 10 minutes or last more than an hour. There's a program for every fitness level, and workouts range from cardio to weights, yoga, low impact, and even dance. 600 different workouts that you can uh, uh, sort by type or choose your favorite trainer. I've been doing the power half hour for the last few weeks. Uh, on my way to dropping 20 pounds of body fat just 30 minutes a day with trainer Tony Horton. I, I challenge you to check that out, the Power Half Hour at Beachbody On Demand. And because abs are made in the kitchen, Beachbody On Demand offers nutritional guidance, with which I need a lot of help with. A wide choice of recipes, tips on meal prep, and simple eating plans. Best of all, it's so affordable. A free trial gets you all 600 workouts and their nutrition info. But you want to keep going with a subscription that's cheaper than a gym membership. At least uh, sign up for that uh, total access free trial. But you have to text the code BOBC. Here's how you do it. Text the code BOBC to 303030 to get it. No spaces. Just BOBC to 303030. 30 to get Beachbody on demand. The Bob Seska Show. China. China. The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Yeah, China's watching him. China's listening into his phone calls, goddammit. The president. Oh my god. God damn it. I know. And Russia. And Russia. And Iran. Saudi Arabia. They're all North watching. <laughs> yeah. I'm just an all right. Make sure to go shopping through our Amazon link at bobseska.com. We're way behind our quota over there. So get shopping. Go shopping until you're dropping through our Amazon link. It's the all caps Amazon link beneath the uh, logo at bobseska.com. Takes you right to the front page of Amazon. You go shopping as normal, but we get a teeny tiny commission with some of the things that you purchase there. So go and uh, go ahead and do that. Thank you in advance. Also, we have slowed to a crawl on Patreon. I'm not going to make a big spiel for our Patreon page, but seriously, if you want to support independent media, you want to support this podcast, go to uh, yeah. uh, go to bobseska.com and click the all caps Patreon link to go to our Patreon page and then sign up for $1 a month, $5 a month, $10 a month, or $15 a month, and uh, you get all kinds of bonus materials, bonus content for uh, your support. So thank you for doing that, too. Okay, so the big butt, the big butt in all of this. You know what? When it comes to this uh, inspector general investigation at the DOJ, ordered, hereby ordered and demanded by President Donald Trump. I hereby demand, said the king. Right. They don't, you know what? They don't need to find partisanship for Donald Trump to get a benefit out of this. Remember the Peter Strzok business? All they needed is some right. little detail, because as we know, Peter Strzok and, and whoever his mistress was also at, uh, at the FBI, they were not only talking about Donald Trump in a negative light, but they were also talking about Hillary Clinton and other Democrats right. in a Bernie, negative light. Everybody, yeah. Bernie, yeah. But, but they don't, Donald Trump doesn't care about that other crap. The Red Hats don't care about that other crap. Peter Strzok said negative things about Donald Trump, so therefore he must be a conspirator. So this is the kind of detail that they that I think Donald Trump is looking for. He's looking for some sort of way, right. some sort of knit right. to pick anything, anything to grab a hold of. Yeah. Remember, and I, I think it's really important. I, I I'm loath to repeat things generally, but I think it's really important to go back to this. What we learned about uh, in the Roy Moore situation when Roy Moore's attorney was consulting with an associate of Steve Bannon. Yeah. Uh, the the attorney, this attorney down south, really wanted to meet Steve Bannon and 
And so uh, Bannon's <laughs> associate sort of dangled that in front of the guy, and they had a discussion. And at one point, uh, they were talking about what the lawyer should say. Yeah. And and uh, Bannon's advice through his emissary was, uh, you know, to make something up about the accuser. And the lawyer, <laughs> looking to keep his license, was loath to do that. He said, yeah. I, I, you know, that that would not be true if I said that. And the advisor to Steve Bannon told him, it doesn't matter. Yeah. The important thing is getting it out there. Yep. And that, my friend, sums up the entire Trump Republican philosophy. Uh, you mentioned they they do like to have a shred of something that they can hold up as uh -huh. if it were evidence of of wrongdoing, uh, but it really requires nothing. All they need is to suggest that something's hinky, which is what they're doing with what they've done with James Comey and will continue to do. Mm -hmm. I understand Comey will be the main target of the uh, Trump Giuliani affront there. Uh, they'll, they'll continue that. They'll continue to discredit the justice department and the FBI. And if they keep hammering away at it long enough, evidence or no evidence shred or no shred, uh, if they hammer away long enough, they will can certainly convince their base and perhaps, and probably beyond their base yep. that they're onto something. And so the facts, absolutely. They admit, they admit that the facts do not matter. And here's a great example of this. This is this is where Buzz they can take just a teeny tiny thing, like mm -hmm. a teeny tiny thread, and start pulling it and pulling it right. and pulling it, pulling it. And it may come same up same thread. With, yeah. yeah, same thread. It may come up with nothing, but it doesn't right. matter because with it the red matter. hats and the Fox News people, that's all the matter. All that matters is the spin and whatever Donald Trump claims about it. And I'm referencing, of course, in this case, the 13 angry Democrats claim, which is what's led us right. to the beginnings of this constitutional crisis with trump ordering and demanding uh -oh. that and, the doj do this and that and, and, and as you dive into this the the yeah. 14th angry democrat would have to be uh this college professor uh that we were mentioning earlier i've forgotten his name already stephen uh, uh, stephen halper Steph is it stephen yeah. halper yes yeah. huh uh the cambridge professor is an american who was the who was the informant who was yeah. in trump's view the spy in his paranoid world yep. uh who who had infiltrated his campaign uh, you know, just the way they, they're, they're characterizing this guy. Halper worked for Nixon, mm -hmm. Reagan, yeah. and the first George H.W. Bush. <laughs> so here again, this, right. this spy that was implanted in Trump's campaign is a lifelong Republican. Yeah. And yeah. so now, now please, with that said, I think we're ready to move on to the 13 angry Democrats, Bob. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, first of all, I got a lot to say about this one, Buzz. Because, good, good, go. First of all, since when does partisanship negate the legitimacy of an investigation? If that was actually the case, then you would have to eliminate the, Beg the Benghazi investigation, whatever fast, and whatever the fuck Fast and Furious was. You have to eliminate the Hillary Clinton email investigation, all conducted by Republicans against Democratic officials, including a Democratic president, a Democratic secretary of state, and of course, a Democratic uh, presidential candidate. So if if you have to take that off the board, then take it off the board, but don't make it apply. It's you know I know the old saying it's okay if you're a Republican, and that's that's of course what they're using here. But 
So we have the scope of this investigation in terms of who's running it and who's not running it. Well, the people right. who are running it are all Republicans. Donald Trump says, oh, they're all Democrats, but it is, in fact, all Republicans. And we've done this list before. Mueller's a Republican. Rosenstein is a Republican. Jeff Sessions is a Republican. Christopher Ray is a Republican. Jeffrey Berman, who's the U.S. Attorney for the Southern District of New York, he's also a Republican. Dan Coats, a Republican. The list goes on and on. But not only are they Republicans, most of these people were also confirmed in the Senate by by the Republican-controlled members of the United States Senate. Uh, mm-hmm. Ray, Rosenstein, Sessions, Coates, Berman, all appointed by Donald Trump himself. But then, you And t- I never I never get tired of that list, by the way. Yeah, I know. I just, <laughs> I mean, for God's sake, if, if you're a Trumper, no wonder your head is exploding because you're being faced with uh, cognitive dissonance. That's what Donald Trump is putting you through, Republican troll listening in right now. Uh, so we get into the Mueller team. What is the composition, the political composition of Mueller's team of untouchables. Who are these 13 angry Democrats? (laughs) Well, first of all, there are 18. There are 18... (laughs) 18 members that we know of 18 just as i suspected yeah slash prosecutors who are working for robert Mueller in the office of the special counsel of the 18 attorneys that we know of identified on Mueller's team half of them gave no money to anyone now donald trump will tell you that the reason he's got this number 13 angry democrats is because All 13, he claims that there were only 13, all 13 members of Mueller's team donated to Democrats. That is, that is completely and totally false. So what we know is. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Half of them gave no money to anyone, according to the Washington Post and Philip Bump. True. Doesn't matter. (laughs) Another. I know. I know. None of this matters. I'm I'm preaching to the choir. No, but no, but it's worth. I'm not hassling you. I'm. I'm. I think that's worth repeating that that people know and and remember each time something like this happens that to Trump and the Republicans it just doesn't matter to them. To to us it matters a lot, which is why we go to the trouble. Right. But to them it does not matter. Yeah, it's that big chance at the end of meatballs. It just doesn't matter. Just doesn't matter. Uh, another five of Mueller's prosecutors gave $1,000 or less. The one who gave the most also gave uh-huh. to two Republicans. So sure. here's how the numbers break down. Among the 18 Good. members, the 18 chief prosecutors under Robert Mueller, eight of them donated to Democrats. Uh-huh. Nine of them donated to nobody. And right. one of them donated to members of both parties on the on the uh, on the daily banter. I even made a, a, a pie chart to, to illustrate for those of you uh, Republicans and Trumpers and red hats who are slow in the uptake. So the total amount, according to Philip Bump from The Washington Post, the total amount that those prosecutors gave to Dems over the years since the year 2000 for the last 18 years the total amount donated to democrats has been seventy-seven thousand dollars. now you say oh my god that's a lot of money bob well i can say back to you that (laughs) the fact is that if seventy-seven thousand dollars makes these prosecutors biased against donald trump and in favor of the democratic party then what do you say about the three hundred and thirty thousand dollars that their boss's boss's boss, Donald Trump, gave to Democrats in the past 18 years by yeah, himself. Republican <laughs> response. Republican response. Okay. Yeah, but what about that time the Clintons killed a guy? Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. that's what they're going to yeah. say. Yeah, it's right. it all comes yeah. back to that. It got, you know, and this leads me, actually, I'm glad you brought that up, because that leads <laughs> me back to uh, something that Josh Barrow, 
wrote in Business Insider this week, and I, I have one thing to say to Josh Barrow. Fuck you, Josh Barrow, because this was a shitty, shitty thing to write. This screams to me as something that, well, I need to fill some column inches here, so I'm just going to yank this out of my ass. And, of course, his headline, why which, does... I'm sorry, which which publication was this again? This is Josh Barrow in Business Insider. Right. Business Insider, okay, all right. Yeah, the headline, why does Trump get away with corruption? Because Bill and Hillary Clinton normalized it. That is that is one thousand percent wrong. Yeah. Wrong. Wrong. He's so wrong. Wrong. Um, this is you know you know the reason why Donald Trump is getting away with corruption. It's not because of Bill and Hillary Clinton, which is the knee jerk response. This is the oh I don't have anything else to say about this. So any meeny money mo blame the Clintons. Mm-hmm. Uh, the real reason Trump is getting away with corruption is duh. Because the Republicans on the Hill are letting him get away with it. Right, right. <laughs> That's the, you want to blame. Yeah, happily. Happily letting him get away with it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you want to trace back, well, oh, geez, why, oh, why is Donald Trump getting away with all this corruption? Well, this is so obvious, but of course, he's got to go back. Josh Barrow's got to go back 20 years for some fucked up reason and say that it was Bill and Hillary Clinton who normalized that. This is like saying- yeah, it- he, he may have, he, I'm sorry, he may have been looking to fill column inches, or it may again be this misguided media frenzy to be fair yeah. when when the rules of fairness do not apply. Uh, you know, when the, when the world gets turned upside down, uh, so do the rules. And, and I, you know, I, I obviously we try to be fair, but being fair to me also means being honest and calling something out for what it actually is you know what it's like saying it's like saying donald trump's got a fat ass because bill clinton ate too many mcnuggets that's that's kind of the best metaphor for josh barrow's <laughs> claim good. here I, I like that well you remember recently i called out the hill yeah. uh, for an article that i saw disturbed me i've seen just in the last week two more from the hill that disturbed me i i think i intentionally mentally blocked them because they made me very unhappy mm-hmm. uh so i'm still keeping my eye on the hill and i don't know I don't know that I don't know that it's so much an attempt to fill space or web space as much as it is to try to be fair. Yeah. I, I again, I to me that's not being fair. That's that's giving credit where it isn't due. Yeah. It's just making shit up is what it is. I mean, here yeah. he, here he writes in his second paragraph. Uh, here's one reason the Trump corruption scandals aren't connecting as much as they should. Before Democrats spent the past 18 months telling everyone this is not normal, they spent years reassuring voters that this was normal. So what basically he's saying is what Josh Barrow, and again, Josh Barrow is an MSNBC Republican or conservative, whatever he identifies as conservative, uh, saying that this complete absence of normalcy in the Trump era, this dangerous, damaging administration We've, he's saying that we've seen this before, that it was the same with the Bill Clinton years, which, no, you know what? <laughs> yeah. You know what? He's, sorry, he's an idiot. The last time you and I worked together, Buzz, we, we were, it was during the Clinton years, and I don't think right. I, either of us saw anything even close to resembling the lack of normalcy in the Trump we, administration. We, we, we saw attempts to discredit. I mean, you know, I made yeah. reference to that time the Clintons killed a guy, uh, the, the Vince Foster thing, yeah. uh, you know, the white water uh just on and on and on and it continued through six years of benghazi investigations yeah. uh, the clintons were 
uh, have been pursued relentlessly by the Republicans for 25 years now, yeah. mm-hmm. and they still haven't found anything of any nope. significance. They really, really haven't. Clinton lied about uh, Monica. That was that was the extent. Of, that's as bad as it got. If that is corruption to you, and and uh, making millions off the taxpayers and making backdoor deals with foreign countries is is okay and the blowjob isn't uh then then your priorities need to be uh, adjusted and you need to uh, rethink who's qualified for public office and who isn't yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just just unbelievable uh, but it, it's just been an obsession a republican obsession the clintons and now they have obama to add into that uh but this has been their uh, fruitless pursuit for a very, very long time now. But the thing is, the big difference between whatever scandals the Clintons faced and whatever sca- and, and the long, long list, the thousands of things that Donald Trump is facing, is that the Clinton scandals were still within the boundaries of normal political scandals. The Clintons did not have a divestment issue or an emoluments issue where they, they had some sort of uh, high-powered family business that was busily making profits, profiteering off of the American American taxpayers, where we are actually giving money out of our wallets directly into Donald Trump's bank account and Donald Trump Jr.'s bank account and yeah, Aaron the, Trump's bank account. Yeah, the difference, Josh, is that <laughs> <laughs> is that is that with Trump we have a madman, we have a, yeah. a childish, hateful, mad king mm-hmm. uh, who is uh, you know is doing all of the things that Bob just outlined yeah. and getting away with it. Thanks to a Republican Party who appreciates Trump's cover for their execution <laughs> of a long sought agenda. All right. You know what? Uh, I want to get into ZTE. I mean, we're talking about here conflicts of interest and scandals and personal scandals and profiteering off of this and that. We're going to talk about ZTE here because there's more news coming up, but we have to take one last break. And when we come back, we'll dig into what a real scandal, unlike the Bill Clinton scandals, right after uh, these words. Hi. Hey, how you doing? Hey, let me ask you a question. You gotten anything for your dad for Father's Day yet? Oh, balls. Yeah, I totally forgot, too. No, I mean I got him Oh Balls soap. Bubble Genius makes soap that look like golf balls and smell like fresh-cut grass in metal buckets. Get out of town. He's crazy for the golf. Don't forget your dad this Father's Day. Bubble Genius has balls and more for the first man in your life. BubbleGenius.com Bob Seska! The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Oh, welcome back today. Uh, I just saw this pop up in my Twitter feed during a break. Um, apparently, the president had some remarks on North Korea. He said uh, about Kim Jong-un, he'll be happy, he'll be rich, I'll help make North Korea great. <laughs> yeah. that is. Uh, those are the That's words nice. of the president of the United States about Supreme Leader Kim Jong-un, who only a matter of weeks ago, and still does, has countless nukes uh, pointed at uh, the United States mainland. <laughs> That's it. And who continues to suppress and torture and kill his people, including his own family members. That's uh, Donald Trump's going to help that guy make North Korea great. 
Well, mm. that's why we made a coin calling him Supreme Leader. Jesus Christ, that goddamn coin. Yeah, they, what are they going to do with all these coins if the meeting falls through? Melt them down, turn them into uh, missiles. <laughs> Jumping the gun once again. <laughs> uh, pre- yeah, once again, Donald Trump prematurely uh, doing something. I don't want to use the actual Making- word, but... Things worse for Donald Trump. That's right. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's also that. yeah, yeah. Maybe that's a little cleaner. I was going to say the pornographic version of that same thing. Uh, but here we go. Trump is still trying to reward China by killing penalties against ZTE. This is still a thing. This is a demand that China has made, and which Donald Trump seems uh, perfectly happy to China uh, yes. oblige them uh, by yeah, removing they just these penalties. Had- they just had three days of talks about this, and a number of things came out of it. China made uh, some. Uh, what appear to be concessions, it remains to be seen as to whether or not there was really any payoff there for the United States. Yeah. But uh, what I'm reading about those talks is eh, they were kind of told that, yeah, that, that we're going to clear up that ZTE thing. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine, Buzz? I mean, I was referencing back how we were working together during the Clinton years. And, right. and can you imagine G. Gordon Liddy on his show, on his afternoon show on WJFK? And, and the news drops that Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton, for that matter, just uh-huh. received a loan from the Chinese government China. In the, in the, to the tune of $500 million, half a billion dollars, mm-hmm. just before Bill and Hillary Clinton announced that they're uh, trying to eliminate penalties against this Chinese telecom. Can you imagine... G. Gordon Liddy's tiny bald head just exploding all over the broadcast studio when that actually he would, was announced. He, he, he would have to escape to his home in a wooded uh, area of Maryland <laughs> and uh, and fire even more shots into his Bill Clinton targets. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, the entire conservative entertainment complex would erupt like Kilauea. You would not believe the chaos that would ensue if this was announced. And here we are. Here we are once again. Donald Trump profiting from the presidency, making policy decisions based on on how much he will personally profit from the deal. We did elect him to shake things up, and yeah. uh, I like the way he speaks his mind. I mean, at the very <laughs> least, I mean, Darth Vader himself, Dick Cheney, divested from uh, from uh, Kellogg, Brown, and Root, or whatever he was uh, he was linked up to during the the Iraq War. At least Cheney divested. Donald Trump isn't even pretending. He's not even playing in a, in the world of make believe when it comes to profiting off of this job. And now. Thank God, the Republicans in the Senate, (laughs) and I'm actually saying thank God in the name of the Senate Republicans, the Senate Banking Committee has voted overwhelmingly to block any easing of penalties against this telecom company, ZTE. They voted voted 23 to 2. (laughs) <laughs> to block so the, so it was the close then yeah it was really a nail biter there and yet that may not matter either because yeah. it, it, you know it appears the administration is ready to pull the plug on those sanctions zte again sanctioned by the u.s for violating our sanctions yeah. against iran and syria and cuba and others uh and then lying about violating those sanctions uh, and and now is uh, itself under sanctions uh, because of the American sanctions now on that Chinese phone company, China's second largest. Uh, the company is actually temporarily shut down, yeah. and Trump has promised to get it back open and 
make China great again and make <laughs> South Korea great again and make Israel great again. And, uh, oh, yeah, the U.S. Uh, again, maybe somewhere yeah. along the way, but not necessarily first these days. Right. If you actually believe, and I'm speaking not to you, Buzz, but to the the royal you. Collective you, yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do you honestly think that this deal, whatever he's doing with ZTE right now and these uh, high-powered trade neg- negotiations with China, do you actually think that this is going to work out for Donald Trump in the United States? No, absolutely not. It's not. It's not going to turn out the way, you know, the, the whole hopeful thing. I mean, in fact, Jimmy Carter was just saying that, you know, if, if Donald Trump does make a deal with North Korea, he does deserve the Nobel Peace Prize. But that's not going to happen. Likewise, right. this deal with China is not going to happen. And if it does, it's going to be terribly uh, anti-American in its in its results and its consequences because Donald Trump doesn't care about what happens to the United States. All he cares about is whatever superficial v- bullshit he can invent, uh, you know, in framing the whole thing. And then likewise, how much he will personally profit off of this. And quite frankly, well, Donald man. Trump's already got his check and he can go and make it his, his amusement park in uh, Jakarta and, uh, and and make a huge profit off of that. But now he's getting two free ZTE phones and a bag of commemorative coins. <laughs> right. And of course, he he would absolutely use uh, those ZTE devices because he doesn't give a shit about making sure his communication devices are secure. And of course, we know that ZTE puts all kinds of spyware in their devices so they can spy on American citizens and American By government the way, officials. That's. That's my suggested title for today's show. What's that? What? Uh, is is two free phones and a bag of coins. Ah! Two free phones. I gotta write that down. Two free phones. Two free and phones a, and a bag of coins. Bag of coins, <laughs> right. Perfect. All right. Uh so uh God, I mean but meanwhile, Rudy Giuliani is uh is lying again. We talked we talked about this a little uh at the top what? of the show. Yeah, unbelievable. He confirms to Dana Bash. Who seems to confirm everything that Don, that Rudy Giuliani seems to say? She said she did this exact same thing when it came to the whole uh, "Oh, Trump isn't going to be indicted." Mueller told me so. A story uh-huh. from last week. She's uh-huh. happened again. Rudy Giuliani confirms to me, Dana Bash. Uh, Robert Mueller told him about a month ago that the investigation could be wrapped up by September first. Uh-huh. However, he says it was in the context of a discussion about whether President Trump would do an interview, aka a negotiating tactic. Well. Uh, of course, uh, spokesmen or, or insiders uh, with the Mueller investigation say that that is all a gigantic lie. They are not cons- they are not giving Donald Trump and Rudy Giuliani anything close to things that they can work with. Or- well, I wouldn't think so. And they left themselves some out. Uh, yeah, first of all, this is what Giuliani says. Mueller says we don't know what Mueller says because Mueller hasn't said anything. And yes. I, I may perhaps something has leaked out. I have not seen anything that indicates that. The Mueller team uh, denies this, but if you look at carefully at the wording, you can see that they've they've left themselves uh, some some outs here. Yeah. Uh, first of all, it was if Trump agrees to an interview by mid July, then Mueller thinks he could have this wrapped up by September first. That delights Trump and Giuliani because it's two months ahead of the pri- of the uh, of the uh, midterm elections. And uh, so they, they would have something to crow about there, they think, although I, I believe they're wrong. Uh, but it, it's not, a, obviously, it's not a locked-in date. Yeah. And all of this was contingent on this mid-July meeting, which was set up uh, to follow the summit with Kim Jong-un. 
because Trump had made it clear in the negotiations that he would not sit down with Mueller until yeah. after he had sat down with Kim. And now that Trump is saying that the talks with Kim are either delayed or off, what does that do to Mueller's September 1st deadline? So yeah. if, if if it even exists. So there, there's a lot of, this is like nailing jello to a wall at this point. <laughs> yeah, uh, you, exactly you know, there's right. just a, a lot of ambiguity here. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure we know what's going to happen. I, I still doubt that he'll even sit down with Robert Mueller, that Trump will. Mm. Uh, but I don't think that'll keep Mueller from finishing his nearly finished obstruction of justice investigation. Yep, yep. We have a long way to go. I'm wondering if yeah. Mueller has all of this stuff about Qatar and Saudi Arabia and the UAE. I, I honestly hope that he does. I think these are all germane to the investigation. I think these all apply. And uh, we'll see if that all pans out. Because, you know, I just continue to be terrified that this son of a bitch, this fucking orange bastard is going to get away with uh, with all of this stuff. And he can't. It, this just can't be possible. It can't be possible. It's too big. It's too big. Yeah. There's no way. There's just too much. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, at the very least, you know, I know there's a gray area when it comes to the president being indicted. But I absolutely have to see. I have to see Donald Trump Jr. being frog marched into a fucking uh, federal penitentiary. This is I video. Have, and, and- and I have a note about indictment versus impeachment on the other side here. In a oh, minute. great, great. Okay, we're going to get into that on the uh, postmortem show. We're also going to talk about uh, something, uh, some brand new news about Trump's tweets. I want to talk about uh, some uh, continued aftermath after the shooting in uh, in uh, Santa Fe, uh, Texas. I want to talk about that a little bit. Uh, big question, big question I have during the postmortem show. We're going to talk about it with, uh, with Buzz, who's going to stick around. Uh, what's wrong with Trump's face? There is a series of photos going around, and it's and it's kind of gross. But I mean, I looked at it, and I was like, first of all, are these photos real? Second of all, what's wrong with his face? Uh, so we're going to talk about that coming up on the postmortem show. Go to our Patreon page right now. Go to bobseska.com. You can get to our Patreon page through the all caps Patreon link. It's just below the logo featuring my face on it. And uh, so far, there's nothing wrong with my face. I, I at least hope not. Uh, it's, so, it's good enough for a commemorative coin. <laughs> fingers crossed. Uh, call me. So, we have Supreme Leader Buzz Burbank, though. You, you know, you're you're first on the coin. Um, okay, so you go sign up for uh, either one dollar a month, five dollars a month, ten dollars a month, fifteen dollars a month, whatever amount you want to throw in there, and we'll give you all kinds of bonus content for your efforts. We've got some premiums coming up during Memorial Day week. Uh, we're going to do some extra downloads for you. Those uh, those will uh, be announced soon. I'll give you that information coming up on uh, Thursday's show. Uh, meanwhile, Buzz Burbank can be found at buzzburbank.com, also at realmnetwork.com, and on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and all that stuff. Uh, plus, uh, Kimberly Johnson's podcast is at uh, patreon.com slash startmeup. See you on the postmortem show, folks. Bye-bye.